What's going on, everyone? And welcome to another edition of the 49 Carrots Podcast. I'm your host, Steph. And today we're going to be breaking down, talking about one of the first 49ers games of the season, preseason, of course, 49ers versus the Packers, which happened last night. Today is Saturday. And this is a pre-recorded episode, by the way. So if you guys are so kind to leave some comments, don't think that I'm ignoring you. Um, I'll try to watch it back and reply to some of you guys. But yeah, that's why I won't be interacting with the comments today. This is pre-recorded. And this will actually be my very first time incorporating all 22 into uh, my live stream. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And let's just get right into it. So one of the first things that we were wondering in regards to this game and this offense was who was going to be starting. And first, of course, we had Trey Land starting. He got two series. Uh, We had running backs. Elijah Mitchell was not in there today, as well as Jeff Wilson Jr. Both did not play. So to start, we had Trey Sermon at running back. And Kyle Juszczyk also did not play, so we had Hokit at fullback. And then the one question I also had was, who is going to be the tight end right after George Kittle? Well, we got our answer. It seems that Tyler Croft is the tight end, two for this team, bearing any significant changes, I would think. And I like that choice. Uh, I totally think Croft is deserving of tight end two. And then as far as the wide receivers go, obviously Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, no need to play in the preseason, at least in this very first game. So we had Ray Ray McLeod and Jawan Jennings as the starting wide receivers. And on the offensive line, we had Colton McKivitz, Aaron Banks, Jake Brendel, Spencer Burford, and Mike McGlinchey. You'll notice I said Jake Brendel was in there starting at center. This is Kind of a big deal because that was one of the big question marks going into this game since the 49ers had been rotating Daniel Brunskill and Jake Brendel all throughout training camp. Who was it going to be? And I always felt that whoever started in this game gave us an answer as to who will most likely be starting as soon as the regular season starts. So Jake Brendel seems to be that guy. Uh, Mike McGlinchey, he didn't play too many snaps, but he did start. So it's always good to see him out there as he continues to ramp back up, coming back from his injury. Let's talk about Trey Lance, right? I mean, this is what we're all excited about. I'm going to spend a huge amount of time talking about Lance and what I saw from him. And as soon as he was out there, he got a huge uh, cheer from the crowd. He played two series, as I mentioned. And on his very first drop back... Uh, was one of his best plays, I thought. So let me pull that up really quickly. Again, this is my first time incorporating the All-22, so uh, if it's a little bumpy, you know, uh, forgive me, but I'm going to try my best over here. Let's see. I I believe this is the... Yeah, this is the offense, so I hope you, you guys can see this. So at three... 312 is when I want to show this clip right over here. All right. So what I saw from this very first play, um, we see. All right. First, we see some movement. That's Ross Dwelly at tight end there, who also played with the first team. Very first drop back pocket collapsing. Oh, wait, this is not the play. One second. Maybe it's the one after this. It's not the play I wanted. 
again. Forgive me, guys. Forgive me. Trying to make this as efficient as possible. All right, here we go. No. All right. It was 12.52 on the game clock, I believe, when this happened. 12.52. What is this one at? Yeah, I got too ahead of myself. 12.52. Let's see. Is it this one? Oh, sorry. I am looking at the wrong play. This was that actually happened at 33 seconds. Uh, my mistake. Starting off strong with all 22. All right. So this is the play I was talking about. This is one of my favorite plays of the night. Everyone is talking about the tight end. I mean, the touchdown. But I thought this play was exceptional from Trey Lance moving up in the pocket um, as it begins to collapse. He finds that open lane, keeps his eyes up field as he does this. Eyes up field, eyes up field, looks to throw, not there, continues to scramble. And this is the kind of thing that you want to see from Lance as he begins to develop a lot of uh, younger players, young quarterbacks. You you have to either coach out the fact that they want to run at the first sight of not seeing a guy open or uh, – you know, just hanging in the pocket too long. So on this play, Trey Lance does neither of those things, and that's a really good development. And, of course, we also have the scramble from Trey Lance as well and the slide, which after the game, Trey Lance said he had never slid in his life before. That was the very first time. Yeah, good good time to start working that in for Trey Lance. So that was one of my favorite plays of the night and to me it told me a lot as far as you know where Trey Lance is at with his development and it may not seem like a lot it's just a scramble right but again like we're seeing these little things and these are things that we saw all throughout camp that you know I was just hoping to see in a real game going against someone else other than you know 49ers defense so I thought it was great to see and just just great development out of him. So the one other play I wanted to talk about, and so that's the timestamp I was looking at, and that's why I messed that up. The The other play was uh, the Danny Gray play. Let's see. All right. So that's the one that happened at 313. That's why I kept going to that one. All right. Okay, so he's he's going to attempt to throw the ball to Danny Gray. and Because the one thing I was trying to see in this game was, was Trey Lance going to attempt any throws to the outside. And so we saw that. And I wanted to see if he was a little more accurate on these because throughout camp, like he was consistently throwing those high and leading his receiver a little too much. And he kind of does the same thing here. Uh, but one thing that I know others have mentioned – yeah, it's a little little high, and it's also a little outside as well, but that could have also been a – it was totally capable of being a catch from Danny Gray if he had better body control. Shout out to Ridge for pointing that out. I mean, watching it live, um, I, I wouldn't have thought that. 
And both things could be true, right? Like maybe Trey Lance could have thrown it a little bit better, but at the same time, Danny Gray could have probably uh, done a better job of working to get both feet in. And Danny Gray, you know, rookie, he has he can work on that. Definitely someone like Brandon Ayuk can, can teach him how to work those sidelines. And so, I mean, not a bad play. Uh, definitely could have could have been a little little worse there. But again, the one thing that we've always mentioned is the fact that, you know, when Trey Lance misses those throws to the outside, it's always where a defender is not going to get it. So at least, you know, it's not going to lead to a turnover if that gives you guys any, um, you know, any any boost of confidence there in him. So in the second series, school, Justin School was in for McGlinchey. There was a sack in which, uh, excuse me, school just got absolutely abused. It took him a second to even like realize what had happened. It looked like, but uh, yeah, so that's the the sack that Trey Lance took. And I think on that same series, we saw um, the Danny Gray touchdown on the third and nine. So let me pull that up. Four. You guys can see that, right? Yep. Here we go. So that's happened at four. Right here. Here we go. All right. And so here, Tyler Croft is in motion. And you see Danny Gray beat his guy almost immediately. And Trey Lance knows exactly where to go with the football. Beautiful throw. Um, I'm glad he he has his timing down with Danny Gray. Sometimes with the speedsters, it's a it's a little harder to get that timing down because they're so fast. But it seems like they got, yeah. I mean, just a a great throw from Trey Lance for the touchdown. I think we all needed to see something like that to feel, you know, really good about Trey Lance in his first game. I personally probably didn't need it to to know that I saw some good things out of him, but for for all of the people, for all the Trey Lance doubters out there and the people who talking about his performance throughout camp, getting nervous, you know, I think you guys needed to see this play to to see that he's going to be all right. He finished the day four or five between those two series that he played, 92 yards including the the one 76-yard touchdown to Danny Gray. 80% completion percentage for all that talk that people were doing on Trey Lance's completion percentage in training camp. Wow, 80%. It's almost like you guys were just worrying about practice and, you know, it doesn't always happen that way in real games, right? So, again, Jake Brennan was starting at center. Um, Aaron Banks and Spencer Burford, they were both one of the people that I was going to be keeping an eye on, right, on the offensive line. Two new starters on the offensive line. Aaron Banks, second-year, not second-year starter, but second-year player, so very inexperienced. And as well, Spencer Burford, rookie, also inexperienced. But it seems like the team has a lot of confidence in Spencer Burford, so... I just wanted to see what those guys look like in their first game action, first time going up against another defense that isn't the 49ers. And they actually both ended up playing the entire first half, which I'm pretty pleased with because 
you know, they need those reps. They need those snaps to really get into the swing of things. Like I said, they're pretty inexperienced, but I thought they both looked good. Um, they flashed a few times on, on run blocking and in pass protection in Burford even got a pancake. Shout out to Brad for pointing that one out. Um, so I think he's going to fit right in to what the 49ers like to do, uh, like their offensive linemen to do, actually. And I don't have any clips on the offensive lineman play, but excited for those guys. I think they they did a good job, and they kind of uh, helped ease my worry of the offensive line if I had any more worries remaining. Jordan Mills. You guys, in the preview for this game, I mentioned Jordan Mills as someone who, you know, as soon as he arrived at camp, he was a late addition at camp who, you know, came on when uh, Jalen Moore got hurt, late signing. But as soon as he arrived at camp, he was making plays and, you know, I, I was wondering, who is this guy? Who's number 50? Well, it's Jordan Mills, and he was someone that I also kept an eye on in this game. And he played a lot of snaps late, but I thought he did a good job at right tackle. If you guys happen to watch the game over at any capacity, whether it's all 22 or, you know, if you have NFL Plus, keep an eye on Jordan Mills towards the end of the game. I thought he did a good job holding up at at right tackle. And I personally, I would like to see the Team, keep him around. I, I like him. I like it a lot. All right. So, the other question that we had, as far as the offense goes, was the running backs. In particular, for me, I was wondering the pecking order after um, Elijah Mitchell and Jamichael Hastings. After Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson Jr. After those two guys, I was kind of wondering, okay, what order are they going to put these guys in? That'll tell us a lot um, about how they're feeling about this depth chart of their, their running backs that they have here. So we saw Trey Sermon start um, at running back, and that was actually expected for me. And then after that, we saw some TDP mixed in, and then Hasty and Jordan Mason. Jordan Mason played, you know, late in the fourth. So those are – that's pretty much how it shaked out. And that was – Pretty much how I expected it to go. So no surprises there. Really didn't see much of TDP till like the second half. Um, he had a nice run in the third quarter with, and I have the clip actually. Uh, no, I don't. Sorry, I I didn't get the timestamp for it. But he had a nice run in the third quarter where the offensive line set the edge really nicely for him, and he was able to get a, a nice gain out of it. Um, he had a drop on a screen in the fourth quarter, which nearly caused an interception. Um, so not the greatest there. But otherwise, I thought he had some good runs. Um, so so not too bad. I mean, I think when TDP gets more reps, he's he's going to look better as he you know gets more time in the offense. Hasty as well. I thought he looked good. I mean. Jermichael Haste, you guys know him as a preseason first-team All-Pro. <laughs> um, he always shows out in the preseason, and he was able to move the chain 
with his legs quite a bit. He had some good plays on special teams as well, an underrated part of his game, and that's a big reason why the 49ers like to keep him around. He just has some versatility of being able to give you those valuable snaps on on special teams, which you know the team is trying to improve. So that's good for Jermichael Hasty. Jordan Mason, do you see why we like him so much? I mean, he does a really good job of you know, finding the holes. He doesn't seem to get too caught up at the line of scrimmage. He just keeps on moving, keeps on finding, you know, any open lanes that he can get through. And he was consistently getting some, you know, chunk yardage there at the end. So really excited for Jordan Mason. And, you know, hopefully we see some more snaps from him in in the next preseason game, but we'll see. Uh, Danny Gray, I mean, he had the 76-yard touchdown, as we saw, and he had a nice catch over the middle before halftime as well. And also that that throw that Trey Lance attempted to him going towards the sideline that he couldn't reel in or he couldn't get both of his feet in. Um, But altogether, I thought it was a pretty good game for Danny Gray. Like The one thing I've always said about him is that I don't get the sense that the game is too big for him. Sometimes, you know, when the lights come on, it's, you know, you see guys fumbling their bag a bit in the sense like, oh, like guys get nervous. They they commit drops. They make mistakes. I don't see that out of Danny Gray. And that's one thing that I think is a, a real positive uh, for him and excited to see what he can do throughout these this preseason as I assume Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel won't be playing much if at all this entire preseason so we'll get the chance to see a lot of Danny Gray and I'm excited about that another guy Ray Ray McLeod who you know I think you guys can also see why this team likes Ray Ray McLeod and I think he's going to eat into someone like Juwan Jennings snaps come regular season because he's a great slot receiver and he has some nice speed too. You guys saw on that touchdown from Sudfield, he ran a nice route, juked his guy right out of the play. And he also is playing some return duty. He can do both punt and kick returns, which is a plus if you, you can do both. And he just, you know, he has that veteran presence as well. So I think he's going to become a big part. I don't want to say big part of the offense, but he's definitely going to be involved more so than some may think. I like what he brings to this offense. It'll be a nice new wrinkle for them. All right, let's talk about the defense really quick before I talk about second team offense too much. Uh, So the defensive starters, because the 49ers did start the game on defense after all. On defensive line, we had Drake Jackson, rookie, Javon Kinlaw, Kevin Givens, and Charles O'Menohue. Then the linebackers were Curtis Robinson, Demetrius Flanagan-Fowles, who was at Mike Linebacker, and Oren Burks. The corners who started were Dante Johnson and Ambry Thomas, although we saw a lot of Kadar Holman uh, getting snaps early as well. And at safety, we had Teleno Hufunga and George Odom. But again, Tarverius Moore was getting worked in there as well. So um, a lot of guys got some good looks last night. Teleno Hufunga, first tackle of the game on the run play, wasted no time. 
to remind us, you know, the, the type of player that he is. And one of my favorite plays from Hufanga last night, which I'm sure was one of your guys' favorites as well, was a huge hit he put on uh, Packers running back Goodson. It didn't count since DFF uh, Flanagan Fowles committed the face mask penalty. But man, was that a nice hit on Goodson. And a lot of, like the commentators on the broadcast, they thought it would be a personal uh, foul on Hufunga on that play. But I actually thought it was a clean hit. And obviously the refs thought so too because they didn't uh, throw a flag on Hufunga's hit. It wasn't as, it was very hard. It was a hard hit, but it was totally legal. He led with his shoulder. Um, but he didn't hit uh, Goodson's head or anything like that. So I think it, it was pretty much shoulder to shoulder, which is textbook uh, tackling right there. And I mean, we've we've been seeing all throughout camp, they've been doing, you know, drills for tackling and the correct way to do it. How you want to wrap guys up and things like that. So I'm not surprised that Hufunga had some good technique on that one. Orrin Burks at linebacker. Saw some extended time. You know, we heard a lot about Oren Burks as the guy they signed to play special teams and to improve that unit. As he was a special teams ace um, over there in Indianapolis. He was all over the place. Six tackles in his short time out there. And I thought he played a, a pretty good game. He looked good. And I think we'll be seeing more of him as these uh you know, preseason games go along. Jordan Willis, another guy who I thought looked good. He had a nice push on a bull rush early in the game. I didn't know when exactly it happened, but I noticed him a few times. He had another near sack on Jordan Love in the first quarter. Showed some good hustle. Played in a lot of snaps till the end of the game, really. I was actually surprised he played so much. I almost wonder if there are certain defensive linemen on this team that the 49ers are looking to showcase because let's face it as deep as this 49ers defensive line is there's no way they're going to be able to keep all of these guys and so I think and we've seen this in the past right very deep going into the season and before the cut down to 53 they they might look to trade one of these guys and get something in return knowing that they can't keep them all you don't want to just give these guys away cut them when you get to roster cut downs let another team have him for free, right? So I don't know. Maybe Jordan Willis is one of those guys. I like Jordan Willis. I mean, he had that memorable play. We'll never forget last year, special teams play um, against the Packers in the pre uh, postseason to block the the kick. So Jordan Willis, I mean, I don't know. I was, I was interested that he, he played so much. I'll have to see – you know, how, how much he plays in the next game. But I liked how he looked. Uh, I, th I think he, he played really well. Javon Kinlaw also, I mean, no surprise there. You guys, if you paid attention to Javon Kinlaw in this game, you can see he looked powerful. He has really nice, nice push. He tipped the ball in the second defensive series. Very excited for him. And he looks extra motivated to, to get something done out there. Uh, this year he didn't play a whole lot you know deep into this game as he's going to be a starter but hey we got a good look at some other dudes as well 
Kerry Hyder, I thought he played a good game as well. Run stuff in the early first quarter, which forced the first down. And he had some nice pressures uh, throughout the game um, when he when he got his opportunity as well. Drake Jackson is a guy I really want to talk about, though. Very excited about the rookie. You can see that his athleticism is is off the charts, and it was on full display last night. He had several near sacks, and he had an excellent pressure on the Ambry Thomas pass breakup on third down. And I think I'll uh, I think I have the timestamp for that one too. So I'll show that one in a bit. But yeah, Jackson had an excellent pressure there, and on the same series, he had another pressure that. You know, he got in uh, Love's face and was able to get his hands on the ball. In another play, he chased Jordan Love down on the play that didn't count due to a flag on the Packers offense. But before he went out with his injury, and we've heard that it was a shoulder stinger for Drake Jackson, it doesn't seem like it's too serious. But at the same time, he looked so good that I don't think you want to you know, risk him throughout these preseason games, just have him ready for week one. So if we don't see him the rest of these games, it's because, hey, he played really well when we did see him out there. I think he's going to be okay if he doesn't play all these preseason snaps. So don't don't fret. Drake Jackson, I think, is going to be a huge part of this defensive line rotation early. Like, he looks ready already. And so that's something that I think I came away impressed with because, yeah, he looked good throughout training camp, but I always kind of thought, you know, he'd be too raw to um, put in there right away. But no, his athleticism um, is is just off the charts. I actually wish that I had gotten the timestamp on the one play where um, Jordan Love tries to, you know, cut back in to set his feet again. Or I don't know if he was trying to just like scramble away, but Drake Jackson is able to adjust and move his body so quickly. And a guy that big shouldn't be able to move that easily, that fast. Um, and so it was really impressive uh, from Drake Jackson. And I'm really looking forward to the type of season that I think he's going to be having for this defense. Really nice addition. The rich get richer with that. Um, Edition. I mean, the NFL, all these other 31 other teams had no business letting Drake Jackson fall on the 49ers laps. So excited for him. Let's talk about Tarverius more. More. He got some snaps in the first series, and I thought he had some nice coverage. Uh, everyone is thinking about the one touchdown that he gave up on Romeo Dobbs. It was main coverage on, on the cover zero. Since the Packers went empty set, they had five routes going. So Moore ended up paired up against Dobbs. It's just a, I mean, that's just a tough matchup for Tarverius Moore. So I can't really blame him too much on that one. Altogether, as a whole, everyone's going to look at that play because the spotlight was on him, you know, it, since Dobbs ended up getting the touchdown. But if you look at everything else he did in this game, I thought he played a pretty solid game, and that coincides with how he's looked throughout training camp as well. And he made a play in special teams too, and I think that that's another plus for Tarverius Moore that you know he can get those special team snaps and you know gets you some some quality time there as well. Another guy I want to talk about 
kind of extensively, Zambri Thomas, because one of the things that I had mentioned uh, in regards to Zambri Thomas was that I want to see more out of him. He was getting burned a lot in training camp, and I want to see more. I want to see him be aggressive. So, look, he had the special teams miss on one play, which allowed the long Omari Rogers return in the first quarter. I don't know if you guys remember that one. Robbie Gold ended up having to make the tackle. Had Ambry Thomas made the tackle, Robbie Gold, your kicker, wouldn't have to be out there playing cleanup duty. Um, so that was a miss on Thomas there. But I did see a more aggressive Ambry. You know, later in the game, let me just pull up the pull up the clip here. Make sure I get the uh, right one. But he he had some. Uh, he's using his hands a little more, getting aggressive, and I liked to see that. So let's see. So that was nine fifty seven. All right, perfect. Wait, this is offense. Sorry, I got like two clips going. All right, here we go. Nope. All right, I don't know what's going on here. One second. Bear with me. Why is it keep showing the same video? I'm like... Keep showing me the same thing. I think I'm just... Okay, I think I just... I think I'm just messing something up here. Here we go. All right, I had it open. I just... I couldn't see it. It was showing me the other one. Okay, so 9.57. Sorry about that, guys. 9.57, right here. So here's where I saw more aggressive Ambry Thomas. He got his hands in. I'm going to let this play really quick. There's the Drake Jackson. Let me go back, actually, because I was just talking about Drake Jackson. And that's where we saw the really nice pressure from him. He's right over here. I don't know if you guys can see the, my cursor, actually. Look at Drake Jackson. Go. Nice push off there. Trying to get free. And... And oof, almost got his hands on it too. That was so close to being a uh, in a fumble. We'll see. We'll probably see that better on the other angle. But here we go. So here's you'll see Ambry Thomas. Uh, so it's happening over to the right corner there. All right, Ambry Thomas. He looks slightly beat there, but then he the ball slightly underthrown. So that gives uh. Ambry Thomas some time to gain some ground. And look, so the one thing with Ambry Thomas is that I wasn't seeing a lot of aggression out of him, right? Like, I, I want to see more uh, more out of him at the catch point. And right here, he gets his hands on it. goes around, actually, around his shoulder to get his hands on this one. I thought that was a really nice play. Played at full speed. 
Packers wanted a flag. No flag happened. Here, let's look at this uh, rush again. Let's look at it from the beginning. Look at, he has long arms. Some really long arms. Nice push. Look at that arm extension. And then he just uses his other arm to, to get free. Ooh, so close to... That could have been a really bad play for Love. Alright, so here's the ball. Oh, okay. So it did get so Ambry did get called for illegal contact. Yeah, because there was a flag. Um, but not at the catch point. So while it was called a flag, I think, you know, like they ended up throwing the flag kind of like. Let's see. So there the so the I think the flag happened a little sooner than you know what we're seeing here. The flag's already down on the floor. But I still thought this was a good play for Ambry at the catch point. Again, getting his hands in there, forcing the incompletion. Yes, he he got called for a flag, but these are the kinds of things that I wanted to see from him, and so I'm glad we got to see that as well. So overall, like good on coverage. Well, not overall, but uh, there's another play where he was good on coverage. He batted the ball away. Again, just being aggressive at the catch point. And you guys are going to be like, well, Winfrey caught the ball anyway. Well, I still think it's good. I got to give Amber Thomas some credit for the things that he does well. So it's a play after this one um, right here. So you'll see. So Amber Thomas is top over at the top. So he bats it away. He let me let me uh slow this down. All right, here we go. So ball falls up in the air. Amber Thomas is right there. Look at his hands up, getting his hands up. Kind of an overthrow, honestly, from from Jordan Love, right? Like, look at where the ball is; it's kind of high. So that probably wouldn't have been a catch anyway. But I like to see Ambry Thomas getting his hands up there, trying to get his hands on the ball. That's I just wanted to see more of that, and it just so happens that as the ball is batted down, it ends up falling right back to I think it was Dobbs, right back to Dobbs. So, tough break, but I got to give credit to Ambry there because, you know, we just saw something that I, I felt like is sometimes lacking with him. So, anytime that I see something good, like, I have to point it out, okay? I know he didn't play the, his greatest game, but those are small things. Like, I got I to gotta give him credit. For that one, all right? Don't hate me. But yeah, I mean, I, I would st still like to see more from Ambry Thomas. Still would like to see him finish uh, better. And hopefully, you know, he can improve on that over time. And D'Amico even called the corner blitz for Ambry later in the game. And I don't, didn't get the timestamp for that one. But 
I mean, D'Amico getting creative. We see Kadar Holman. He got some uh, snaps early as well. And, you know, we can kind of see why this team likes him so much. He's he's a veteran. He's more experienced. He had a pass breakup. Um, and he was on coverage on the Packers touchdown. That was probably the one play that I thought could have been better, right? So before halftime um, on the Packers touchdown, he was on coverage, but he turned his head too late, which, you know, that's more than likely is going to be money all day for a quarterback and a receiver. So that is really the only bad play, but altogether, you know, I think the team likes him and, you know, you can see why. Let me talk about another wide receiver who, wide receiver, another cornerback who had a great, great game and we're all excited about him. Samuel Womack. Samuel Womack, two interceptions. His first interception, he didn't give up on the play. Grabbing the ball from Dobbs, who never quite had possession. But I, I love to see that just like aggression and getting after the ball, not giving up. You know, he could have easily just said, okay, it's a catch. I'm going to back off now. But no, he he did not, and that's what led to the interception. And again, you're seeing an emphasis on takeaways from this team. We, we saw it during training camp how much of an emphasis they were putting on, you know, generating turnovers for this defense. And we, we're seeing it translate to real games in real time. And and that's kind of, it's like validating to see, even though like I'm not a coach, but I saw it. And I, you know, when I see these drills in practice, I figure it'll translate to games and, I definitely think it did in just the first preseason game. So I think the 49ers defense is, are going to have a lot of turnovers this year. Second interception for Samuel Womack was on the – he undercutted uh, – he undercut Amari Rogers on his route. He was on him the entire way, turns his back, gets his head back around, and gets his hands up to make the play. Very good awareness by Samuel Womack, especially for a rookie to be doing what he's been able to do so far. He's looked good throughout camp as well. Does this put pressure on Darquez Denard? Yeah, I'm going to have to say yes. I mean, if he can keep this up, absolutely. The 49ers are going to have to make a decision there. And, you know, when it comes down to it, Samuel Womack's on the rookie contract. I'm not sure how much Darquez Denard is getting paid off the top of my head. I can't imagine it's a whole lot. But at the same time, Samuel Womack's on the rookie contract, so it's got to be less, right? Is it possible to keep both of those guys? Yeah, sure. But I, th I think Samuel Womack's definitely going to be making this roster from what we've seen from him so far. Dante Johnson... Playing at corner, but he also played some safety late in the game. Thought he played a, a pretty solid game. He had a very nice run stop, working off the line. He worked through the block. I wish I had the timestamp for that one so you guys could see, but I didn't write it down. Uh, but he worked through the block and made an excellent tackle, forcing the short gain. Some nice hustle there. Um, and on the Amari Rogers touchdown... One, you know, I thought he took a bad angle on that one. 
real bad angle, actually. And that pretty much is what led to the touchdown. Otherwise, I felt like Dante Johnson should have had that. Um, but altogether, he had four tackles and he had a sack as well. So, you know, not too bad. Your, your typical Dante Johnson kind of game. Take the good with the bad is what I always say. Hey, what about Marcelino McCrary Ball? What did I tell you about this guy? I'm a McCrary Ball Hive over here. He got the interception. Of course, it was off the tip from the tight end. Uh, it was off a tip from the tight end in the red zone, no less. And he also had a pretty nice return on that interception as well. Again, I got to give credit to the drills that they've been doing in practice, putting an emphasis on turnovers. They do tip drills, which is pretty standard drill, right? But they also have the the gimme drill that I talked about, um, you know, which, again, relies a lot on linebackers and corners having awareness, you know, okay, ball's tipped. Where does it go? Keep your eyes on it. Always look for the ball. Um, and so, I don't know. I, f- I feel like it's, it's those little things, and it's translating, and then that's really exciting for this team. And McCrary Ball um, has looked good throughout training camp. I really like him. I think he's going to stick around on the practice squad, no doubt. So, and, and who knows, in a year or two, he could be one of those guys like uh, Flanagan Fowles and Aziz who eventually, you know, make the roster and are staples on the defense. So I like McCrary Ball a lot. And just really, oh, I closed that window, but I was trying to see how many tackles he had. I didn't write it down. Might be. Another guy I wanted to talk about, Kimoko Ture. What I tell you, man? Kimoko Ture, first snap was his spin move. I told you guys, this, this man loves his spin move, and he wins with it quite a lot. I just thought it was funny that his very first snap, he he used that, um, and that was in the first quarter. If you guys want to watch that one back, it was the first quarter. I think it was 7.06 on the game clock, uh, second and 10, if, if you guys have all 22 or, or want to catch the replay on TV. Um, he had a missed tackle on the end around in the beginning of the fourth fourth quarter, but I thought he was really good besides that. Um, on his first series, he got the excellent tackle for loss on the run play, and he also had a great play in the third quarter where he gets off his block to make the run stop. And I actually have the timestamp for that one, so I am going to show you. Let's see. Yeah, this is the defense. Let me pull up my window. All right, the timestamp is 27.25. All right, so 27.25. So this is Kimoko Ture. Keep an eye on him on the edge top of your towards the top of your screen. Yep. Just the fact that he got off his block, I thought that was impressive. That's really what I'm trying to show here. You know, he wasn't the first to the ball, but off his block, getting to the ball. Nice hustle for Kimoko Ture. I like that one. And I like him. I think he's going to be a huge part of this rotation, and I think he's going to be 
he's going to get more snaps as the year goes on, is my prediction. He's, he's really solid. Let's talk about the second-team offense now to wrap this up. Nate Sudfeld. What about Nate Sudfeld? He had the uh, His first snap was the deep touchdown to Ray Ray McLeod. He throws a really nice ball. He's comfortable. He looks, you guys can see, like he looks comfortable throwing from the pocket, but he could also move around as well. He's athletic. And I think he's a very nice compliment to Trey Lance's skill set, honestly. Um, the more you watch Sudfield play, the more you can you can see that. Sudfield finished eight of eleven, 103 yards, and he had the one touchdown. I thought he he played a good game, which I expected. He's looked so good through all throughout training camp. He he looks efficient. He looks comfortable. Um, I know I always throw that word around when it comes to Nate Sudfeld, but it's true. Like he just he has a really good command for the offense, and and he runs it really well. Jason Poe. Jason Poe got some time at right guard today, playing mostly when Sudfeld was out there. He had a false start, but otherwise I thought he did well. And I'm happy to see him get a lot of snaps. I think, you know, we're going to see a lot of him throughout this preseason, and that's something I'm really excited about. I think you guys are going to like Jason Poe as well, so make sure you guys keep an eye out on him when you watch these games. Um, and I just want to see like some more, I guess, improvement. Not that he's bad. I mean, I like him, but I, I just want to see see more because if he can keep this up consistently, you know, he could p- put pressure on the 49ers. I already think he's probably going to make the practice squad. I, I'd feel pretty good about that. But keep an eye out on him. Next, Brock Purdy. Man, Brock Purdy... I got to give credit where it's due. He looked better than I thought he did in camp. Like the first week of camp, he just, I'll be honest with you guys, he looked pretty terrible. Um, and he he looked better in in this game than he, I think that's a good thing. Like the last couple practices, I thought that he was starting to look better. And so in, in this game, um, I thought he looked really solid. That's what you want to see. You, it, I don't mind someone looking bad in practice if they look good in a real game. Like So Brock Purdy, credit to him. I thought his best play of the day was – I actually have it. I have it. I'm going to pull it up. All right, let me stop sharing that one. Here we go. All right, so his is – we get the timestamp, 2229. So this, I thought, was Brock Purdy's best play. I said 29, right? Right here. I thought this was Brock Purdy's best play of the day. Um, off the play action, Packers defensive lineman gets unblocked. Let's see that from that angle again. This the no, it's a play after this. So right, look at Hasty go, man. Look at him go. All right, here we go. Oh wait, still not this one. Twenty two twenty nine. I got too ahead of myself. 
Alright, let me see it in slow motion, maybe. Here we go. Alright, so right here, play action. You see this uh, defensive lineman of the Packers. He goes unblocked. Purdy. It's very easy when you have a guy running at you to get panicked. I would imagine. Like I see a lot of a lot of quarterbacks just get panicked, especially you know the lower on the roster you get, the more likely it is a quarterback's gonna panic in this situation. But no, look at him. Poise. Move. He moves away from dude right at the perfect time. Boom. Set his feet. A little sloppy on the on him setting his feet, but I mean look, he had another guy running right at him, so he probably, you know, had to get this off a little I mean it's not too bad. Probably threw it a little quicker than he wanted to, but had his guy open. Couldn't miss that opportunity. Throwing it perfectly where the defender couldn't get to it either. First down to Austin Mack. Let's let that play out. See from this other angle. Here we go. Fake handoff. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Just like nice poise. I mean, keeping his eyes up field. It's like what we discussed with uh, Trey Lance, right? Like, and that's a huge development. This is mystery relevant, man. He's not supposed to be this good. It was a good play. Let's see it one more time. Boom. Oh, oh, moving, moving, throw, finds his man, first down, really good play. Uh, yeah, so I got to give credit to to Brock Purdy. You know, I never tweeted about it because I, I don't like to say too many bad things about players, and obviously it's just practice, so I never mentioned Purdy. Well, I might have mentioned, but – you know, I gotta give him credit on this one. I and the fact that he looks better, who knows? Maybe he sticks around. He could be the third quarterback on the roster, or you know, he sticks around on the practice squad. But I think either way, you know, if he can keep that up, they'll definitely keep him around at any capacity. Also had a nice touchdown to Tanner Hudson with a move out towards his right, which was really nice. And right after that, he had the nice two-point conversion at Keyshawn Johnson um, over the defender who had his back turned. So great awareness from Purdy on that one to see that and, you know, pull the trigger. And he showed some nice athleticism as well, which, again, like goes hand-in-hand with all these other quarterbacks, Trey Lance, Nate Sudfield. They know how to move around in the pocket. They have some good pocket awareness, it seems. And he also had that nice ball to Austin Mack in the end zone that I thought should have been caught by Mack, but there was a penalty on the Packers defense. So it, I guess it didn't really matter, but and that was ended up being the last real play of the game before the victory formation. And just sidebar here, Austin Mack, he has struggled with drops during camp, and I believe he had two in this preseason game, so not a good sign for Austin Mack uh, you know, going forward. Just something to note. So honorable mentions really quick. Robert Kimdichie, he had a, he has an uphill battle to make the roster, right? I mean, uh, he was a late signing in training camp. 
but in training camp, he always has like this wonderful, like good uplifting spirit. Always try to get the crowd going. Always had a bunch of energy. Very likable guy. Uphill battle to make the roster only because the defensive line is just so deep. Um, but he, I thought he had a really nice play on a run stop um, in this game that I noticed that turned into a loss of yardage on that one. Uh, Flanagan fouls. He had a nice hard tackle on a running back as well that I noticed. Didn't get the timestamp on that one. Curtis Robinson had a tackle for a loss on run defense in the third quarter. Nice play on that. Alex Barrett had a couple nice plays too. Nice push to get into the pocket a few times in the third quarter. If you guys watch the game over, pay attention to Alex Barrett. I mean, there's a good chance he popped out to you a couple of times. 49ers news um, from after the game. Elijah Mitchell, he didn't play. Turns out is because he had a hamstring. I thought it was because he was just a starter and they didn't want to play him. But I guess he has a hamstring injury and he's likely out all preseason. He should be ready by week one. Again, it seems that this team, you know, if anyone gets hurt in the preseason and training camp, they're just like, all right, you've that's enough for you. You're good. You don't have to play um, in these preseason games. Just we'll have you ready for week one. And so Elijah Mitchell is going to get that treatment as well, and that is totally okay with me. As long as he is healthy and good to go week one, I think we are okay with not seeing Elijah Mitchell. Dante Johnson also suffered a rib injury in this game towards uh, sometime in the second half, somewhat towards the end. Um, So good chance we don't see Dante Johnson for a while as well. Not sure if he'll end up making the roster. I know the 49ers like him. He'll probably end up on the team anyway, even if they do cut him somehow. So, you know, that's the Dante Johnson experience we all know. And Drake Jackson, as I mentioned earlier, he had a shoulder stinger. Doesn't seem to be too serious, but I'd be surprised if he, you know, plays in these preseason games as well, which is kind of a bummer because, you know, I wanted to see him out there for the joint practices against the Vikings, but good chance that he won't be participating. All right. And and that's pretty much what I have for this game. All in all, I thought it was a, a good game from most of the players that needed to have a good game and for most of the guys that I was keeping an eye on saw a lot of good things out of Trey Lance pretty much all the QBs played a really good game and that's something to be excited about Um, and this offense looks good it looks ready to go so and of course this defense I mean we don't even have to say anything about defense they're always ready to go thank you guys so much for watching If you guys had any thoughts about the All-22 experience and me incorporating this, how did I do? Let me know. And let me know if there's anything else that, you know, you wanted me to add or improve. Um, And I'll be sure to work that in. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the channel if you aren't already because content like this, more of it is coming, all right? So make sure you like this video as well. Let's try to get 15 likes on this. Run it up. Run it up. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching. Have a good rest of your night. Peace.